everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are flashing back to 2000 for our second to last scheduled flashback of the year, as we've had to burn through them. Wait, not second to last flashback, 2000 flashback? Did I say say that properly? I think it's the last from 2000. Second to last from 2000. Memento, exit through the gift shop, and then there's one more. Oh, um... It's the one about the dog show. Oh, Best in Show. Yeah, that uh, one. That's best in Show. Well. Woo. But this week we're talking about The Emperor's New Groove uh, from 2000. This is a Disney animation, hand-drawn animation uh, project. We are discussing what phase of Disney hand-drawn animation this was. And I guess we kind of said it was like in the middle, the, the middling successful popular post renaissance is what it was signaling the downturn post renaissance definitely post renaissance what did they say the renaissance ends uh lion king pocahontas i feel like i feel like lion king's probably peak renaissance like well it's like the little mermaid to lion king rung is considered top notch and then then like i think the pocahontas hunchback range it i think those came after that yeah the emperor's new groove was picked by Ben, I believe. And um, yeah, I'm going to let him tell us why he's picking Emperor's New Groove for us and go on from there. Like growing up, I know a lot of people really liked a lot of the classic Disney movies. It's like I enjoyed Lion King. I enjoyed Beauty and the Beast, all of those. But the ones I, w- I always go back to and I find myself drawn to are the ones that are like the kind of the underdogs or the underrated gems. And I think this and Lilo and Stitch are kind of in that that realm where, like, yeah, they're appreciated, but they don't get that widespread love that the others do. Um, and I think, I mean, The Emperor's New Groove is probably my favorite animated Disney film aside from Hercules. And I just, I mean, it's it's so Shaking different than all the... the <laughs> yeah, it's it's so different than all the others like it's it's not a romance or a, a fantasy it's just this buddy comedy where weird shit happens uh it has my favorite voice cast in any movie i think it's just it's so <laughs> i mean this is the movie that introduced me to patrick warburton who i absolutely love it i mean i've never been disappointed with anything i've seen him in like even if the movie or whatever he's in is shit he's great in it yeah, I think I read um, that this was his first animated film that he voiced, and it's like, I'm very surprised by that, considering how iconic his voice is now. Yeah, I mean, he, like, he, he uh, I think it was a little before this, but he was also kind of known for another underrated, and it didn't last, but the Tick TV series, and he just has that, say, it's that voice of his that really sells, like, these dumb, beefy characters. He also, he had a recurring role on Seinfeld for a long time as well. He did. Uh, and he was also, I would argue, one of his more long, st- probably his most second most long-standing role because he plays Joe Swanson in yeah. uh, Family Guy. But my, my favorite voice role of his of all time is uh, Brock Sampson from The Venture Bros, which is just a phenomenal character and his voice just makes it so much better. But back to this, I just think everything in this movie just works really well. Like, even... I was watching it two nights ago and I was laughing out loud quite often. Like, I just, I, I love this movie and it, it, I don't think it's aged at all really. And it's just still brilliant. Got great comedic timing, great characters, and it's short. So you just get through it real quick and it's a lot of fun. 
I'll go last because I haven't seen the movie. What did, did the other YouTube? You want to go last because you're going to come bring everything crashing. You down? haven't seen the movie. Crazy. Interesting. Uh, I guess I'll go. Um, I like. I feel like I'm in the same camp with Ben in that a lot of people I know hadn't seen the movie, but it was. It's one of those things like those who have seen it always loved it, and like the people that have it and just like you need to see it. It's really great. But it's like I, watching it now. I don't think I'm as high on as it as I was in like middle school when I originally saw it. Cause like I don't. There's something about um, the two. I guess like the co-stars, um, David Spade and John Pasha Goodman's and, oh. characters, um, Cusco and Pacha. Yeah. Where it's like their parts of the movie are honestly like super forgettable and just not as entertaining as everything with the two villains. It's like every time they were in screen, I just got so much happier because they're just the reason to watch this movie and everything else is kind of like i don't need it so it's like i still enjoy it but i'm not as high on it as i used to be yeah jonathan um i'm trying to find a list i should pull this up beforehand list of disney theatrical animated features um one of the things i appreciate about this film is that i think it's the first in a long time for disney to have Oh well, no, I guess So this came after Tarzan? Mm-hmm. Surely. Okay, so I guess Toy Story had already been out before this. But like it was interesting to make a film based around a character who was who had uh, who had no redeemable qualities apparent at the beginning. And who really you had to stick with and stick with their transformation and journey to get to like really um like toy story i guess you could say had a little bit of that but yeah woody was awful (laughs) but like you could also say well he had his he had his moments and he had his 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 uh positive qualities and characteristics as well so so that being said like aside from toy story like what other movie is there that really like put at forefront one of the main characters as like our despisable character like i can't really think of one so yeah so like i i applaud disney for doing that and i i also think it was interesting that they reverted back to this more traditional animation style when even with their 2d stuff like like the most recent example being tarzan there was so much more 3d stuff incorporated into that and it just it seemed like they were transitioning into technologically speaking a new era of traditional animation or what traditional animation could look like amidst 3d animation with films like toy story and a bug's life being super popular at the time as well so the fact that this that this film looks like any like second generation disney uh, animated film is is pretty ballsy as well and i think one of the things that i was reading online was some of the some of the critical acclaim or some of the appreciation that came after the fact is partly due to meme culture and the the meme worthiness of this film. Yeah, I forgot which, to mention that's a big part of yeah. why I went back to it too. It's like, like all these memes that if this you movie has inspired. If you watch Jacksepticeye videos in the past few months, it's been very big on the Kronk thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a meme of the Impressive <laughs> Well, and just like a lot of You don't of the... appreciate any of the memes I send you. I mean, 
do you do you is, not appreciate that, is, memes that, in general? I mean, is that, we, we, is that yeah, we is? should state for the audience uh, that Zach's the most meme resistant of the four of us. So well, I mean, he is the old it's... folks of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have memes. Yeah, it's like Zach likes them this much. I like them this much, and Ben's like way up here with memes, yeah. <laughs> like into the fucking stratosphere. Yeah. <laughs> so and. There's so many one-liners that I even remember from commercials and advertisements on TV that, like, isolated in those in those spots worked really well, but then within the context of the entire film still work really well as, as well. Like, it's this entire film is very slapstick-worthy and just all about that kind of screwball humor. I think the thing that takes away from it is the fact that it's not a musical, and I think we get accustomed to a Disney animated film being a musical and having these great musical pieces. And the fact yeah. that this doesn't have that. Um, yeah. There's a section in the middle of this movie where back. we could have really used a song to present like Cusco's inner monologue about like his transition from being garbage person to okay. <laughs> now doesn't really happen on screen. It's just suddenly yeah. he's better. It's like, we could have used some musical numbers right there. So we could really feel why he's changing his ways. It doesn't happen yeah. until, like, the last five minutes of the movie <laughs> when he yeah. saves John Goodman. Like, I don't know. Well, I'm more talking about, like, when he's sad llama getting yeah, rained on. I think on. that's the moment where he changes, but he doesn't get a, a time to really show it until that last But isn't last his run. change only driven by the fact that he's not changing. He's just sad that someone tried to kill him. <laughs> well, no, I think there's... Well, he realizes there's... he was wrong. Like, and this is someone who's never been wrong before. And I think there's and an he aspect of wrong. He's good to the old man who lost his shoe at the end. <laughs> he's good now. <laughs> well, he also, I think there's the an aspect of building. being yeah, not going to defend his actions in the beginning of the movie. Like, the, that's no, the man, whole point. You're not supposed, supposed to. We're supposed to be sacrificing our old people, guys. Get the economy going back. <laughs> I think there's also an aspect of being in the presence of someone who shows you sympathy and empathy, especially when you don't deserve it, and when you've shown them nothing, like, nothing nearly as equal, I think that experience and how that's supposed to change you is one of the themes or takeaways from this film. All this to say, um, fine film, does a lot of cool things. I don't think, I don't, I don't even remember how high I was on this. <laughs> Yeah, I, the fact. What's interesting is that it didn't have. This isn't a musical animated film, but it was still nominated for like best song for the outro song, which had like Sting co-wrote it. And apparently, there's a <laughs> documentary about the tumultuous relationship between Sting and his co-writer in trying to write the song <laughs> and music for this movie. Yeah. And it's just like, what is what is this film? Yeah, like, I didn't realize there was so much drama cultural... behind the scenes with this movie, but I was reading it in the trivia section. It's like, oh, yeah, this went like, through a it lot. Got... <laughs> yeah, it did. But I was like, a lot of, oh. I kind of wonder, like, I didn't know till I was reading the trivia of this movie that Cusco's supposed to be like 17 years old. It's like, I thought he was some just, like, middle-aged man who was small and shaved. But, like, it's like, I think I would have maybe appreciated his character more knowing that he was still a child, I guess. It's like... See, I figured he was, I figured he was late teens, you know, early 20s. They mentioned, they mentioned it, uh, they mentioned it during his funeral when they're, like, on the eve of his 18th birthday Oh, or I whatever. just missed I that missed then. That. I just remember I them talking too. about, um, Kronk being, like, early 20s or something because it's like <laughs> they definitely do the dirty guys 
the it seems yeah nice. the the mention <laughs> that funeral scene is until like halfway through the movie though so mm. you so i was assuming even with that information you know you're watching the first part of the movie assuming he's a i just uh, picture him as david spade so just complete like... asshole of a human being yeah and i don't know i seem to have issues with this because did i finish the movie but... I, I finished it no 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 not, not this movie. wait what Hold did on. you pull a babe <laughs> no uh the Claws movie, Klaus, the Klaus, the Netflix one, like I would compare uh, another this to animated that. gem, and just like a completely unbearable, unwatchable. <laughs> why are we putting this <laughs> sort of idea of a person in front of children's eyes? I mean, Toy Story. No, what is <laughs> he? Not like that. He tr- he throws Buzz out yeah. a window. <laughs> and Disney's Disney's not against showing some pretty messed up stuff, like. Any Disney character who doesn't have both their parents usually has one who was who died tragically. Scar, and like I, yeah, Scar or Cruella Deville or all the puppies. I, I don't know. Yeah, those Hades. are bad guys, not the heroes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would argue that Isma is the hero of this movie. <laughs> Isma did nothing wrong. I, I, I do need to mention that this is a side note, but this remind when we bring up Toy Story, this reminds me of a tweet I saw earlier. I had the same disconnect with this. It's just like why are we why should I care about this guy? I didn't believe I didn't and the movie didn't do a good job of like showing like Lauren said showing that he made any evolution he just kind of snaps into it and he's a nice guy at the end but then part of me is like is this movie just like secretly programming our children that all the rich and powerful oppressors around the world are actually nice people if you just get to like know them a little bit and but that's actually not they just true gotta in slum it for a little bit guys and so once people, they slum it then they'll people will be more complacent <laughs> and submissive to this because they're like well they're probably a nice guy in the long run i don't know yeah i didn't like this movie i didn't laugh at it at all it was originally supposed to be more prince and the pauper i was reading where mm. it's like some farm guy and the prince like trade places <clears throat> so it would have been maybe better as a moral story that way could have gotten into it deeper but it was gonna be a drama and they decided to go full comedy with it they suicide squatted it <laughs> it's just all over the place too it's like has the tone of a looney tunes cartoon one second it's making meta humor one oh, second i love all the visual gags though like the meta humor is yeah. one of the best parts yeah. about this like when they're running on the map and like the dotted lines going behind them, it's like that was so great. Well, just like like the one the one of my favorite memes, and I'll and like and I'll use it as a response to people is just Kronk holding the map behind him. I I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> like you just see their trajectories, how how they got back first. Like mm-hmm. I like that kind of stuff kills me. I that one one like and there's a couple subtle things too. Like one is when the the chef at that restaurant just gets pissed off and he like puts all of the like gross like the slop sludge into his briefcase and then puts more stuff on it and then closes it and leaves 
And I'm just, I don't know why, but I'm giggling just kind of thinking about it. And <laughs> that was fun. That kind of stuff. But it was also in the middle of this completely random, like, Abbott and Costello restaurant scene. And I'm like, what? Which Wait, was what also incredible. That was also whatsoever. so fun. <laughs> well, that, oh. The other, like, yeah, Kronk is honestly, yeah, undoubtedly the best part of this movie. The other bit I I love is the whole, the the waitress just gives him the orders and then he recites it <laughs> in, like, restaurant lingo. And I, oh god, I had forgotten about that sequence and that, uh I man. admit that was, like, one of the most humorous bits of the movie for me, but, like, I wasn't, like, rolling out of my chair or anything. Um... I don't know. I'm not going to be a sourpuss about this much more. But yeah, I just... It's coming at it. Uh, I guess it was the wrong age. i um not accusing anyone of having nostalgia goggles for it, but... Lauren, I'm curious. What was some of the other like drama or controversy that was going on behind the scenes of this? Well, just all like I... 50% of the movie was finished and they were like testing it with audiences and they all hated the whole Prince and Popper like drama that they were going for. Mm-hmm. So they had to like shut down and completely redo the movie. Well, that makes sense why the movie feels so sporadic and disjointed then in like yeah. so many different styles. And yeah. I also wasn't a fan of the animation. I, John was kind of like, yeah. it doesn't look as good as the like the Lion King Aladdin. It was weird. The there were a film. lot of scenes where it looked like the characters were like just standing in front of a drop or something. Like it didn't really feel like 3D visualized like environments to me. Or not 3D, but you know what I mean. It didn't yeah. feel like it had depth to it. I would agree that the animation doesn't hold up as well as some of the other Disney classics. I still think it looks really good. I mean, they definitely go for, there is like a stylistic mm-hmm. component to it, but at the same it's, time, yeah. it's not that cool at the you know i don't like yeah. there's a couple they they, it, they find a couple cool shots like the shot of like the panthers on the cliff like that's mm-hmm. a cool little you know they do mm-hmm. find little moments here and there and like i enjoyed her lab uh as most yeah. lab and stuff <laughs> i love the part where they're like in the closet are locked in the closet you just see like their eyeballs talking to each other <laughs> oh yeah that was good the i mean it it totally seems to me the biggest comparison would be hercules because there's so much of the characters having their own color palettes mm-hmm. to make them distinguishable amidst the jungle Everything, background yeah. or the castle background or that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And for sure, it doesn't have as many immersive landscapes as Hercules did it, or, or just breathtaking kind of backgrounds as Hercules did. But it, it was still solid, I think, and especially the use of having these singular color palettes for each character i think worked really well i'm also surprised this movie hasn't got like woked reclaimed for like a bunch of white people playing some vaguely ethnic characters yeah. i don't know like what ethnicity these people are oh supposed to be i'm not holding it against they're them they're incan yeah they're, they're, Incan. they're peruvian you know incans who love to river dance <laughs> they're supposed to be in peru no it's mesoamerica Oh, okay. Which well, I guess that, Peru, yeah, that is. I thought. <laughs> Shh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Random tangent. When I was little, I came home from like dinner one day and there was a kitten in our sunroom. And like, there was this whole written note about how he, like, Santa had rescued her from Lima, Peru. <laughs> and for the longest time, I thought it was real. And then you get older, he's like, damn it, this is not a cool kitten. It's just a regular American cat. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say I, I I had to refrain from not texting you guys like I'm in for a long trip, aren't I? When yeah, they I magically are on a roller coaster all of a sudden, <laughs> and I was like, "What? 
What? what is you happening were already right hating now? it that much at the roller coaster? That's a great part. Yeah, I was I was out at the roller coaster. Oh, I think. No. <laughs> In all fairness, like the last two weeks or something, I've been telling you, you're gonna hate this movie just because Ben and I liked it. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I just don't like it. You gave it one star, didn't you? He likes it more than Spider-Man Two. Hate it. It's not like Spider-Man Two where I had to write three thousand words about how much I disliked the movie. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) So of this like post Golden Age era, which I am not on. Like, I gave up on... Like, I never saw post-Lion King any of these movies in theaters. Pocahontas, I only saw with Amy, I think. Hercules, I've never seen. Mulan, I saw for the first time Hercules on Hercules is so good. Yeah, Hercules, you need to see, wait, Zach. Wait, we reviewed Mulan? Yeah. yeah. Tarzan. It was uh, my pick. If you want to talk about movies that don't necessarily hold up well. <laughs> uh, Tarzan, I've never seen. And then this... And then the movies after this, I've never seen any of them either. Uh, I've never wait, seen it. You, wait, I still need, I need wait, to see Princess and the Frog still. Are you saying you've never seen Doug's first movie? That is not a that's, Disney animation. That's an I've, seen, I've seen Doug's first and movie. I have it's, seen every okay. episode of the original run of Doug a million times. I've not seen Doug's first movie. We're talking about Disney animation movies. Atlantis, Lilo Stitch, Treasure Planet planet and brother bear i didn't see any of those movies. i think i've just seen lilo stitch out of the ones you just mentioned and i yeah. think it's overrated <laughs> i know lilo stitch has the same kind of uh yeah, lilo and of stitch is another great does. movie what, what else you guys got anything else on um, Emperor's i New think Groove the evil share? kitten is still one of the best moments in a disney movie <laughs> <laughs> squeak squeak squeaking oh that's pretty i was too. just i was so is, out by that is point. that my voice what so, you didn't enjoy that... the booger humor of that scene <laughs> I, I I saw um, on Letterboxd there was a five star review of this movie and it's just I've been turned into a cow can I go yeah home? I love that <laughs> that, was that was good that was great it's like I don't know I still was just so bummed that I don't really care about the two main characters of this movie at all it's like what's his face Poncho Man what's his name Pacha Pacha he, Pacha. he takes his llama to the back of the house and then leaves it hooked up to its cart and walks away it's like he's the monster of this movie <laughs> <laughs> it bothers me I don't know I just didn't like those characters that much so I still just watch it for the villains every time I heard John Goodman's voice I was like I wish Sully was here right now like so much better <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. I just was disconnected between him and his character. I was like, this is not John Goodman and like this character. I don't get I don't see it. <laughs> but, but yeah, I still love him enough. Plus he's from St. Louis, so Captain High. I did love the bit with his family too. Oh, I love his kids. When when his kid had the floor polish, it was just like, what is going on? Yeah, that's another one of those random visual gags. It's just so funny. What is going on exactly? You're just supposed and to that, let it wash over you. Let it happen. And that, that bit where like what like Kronk is just doing jump rope with them, like yeah. out of the blue. And then when they're leaving, he's just like, Oh, we need to do this we need to do this again. Like he's just walking out so calmly and patiently. Or they just like flung Yzma down a hill. Like <laughs> one of the lines of this movie I love what is like when um Oh my god, I cannot think of anyone's name. Cusco. Uh, when they're going through all the animals, and he just like he turns back into a llama. He's just like, yeah, I'm a llama again. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a good moment. 
And it's like, when he turns into a whale, he's just like, don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love the, please be something with wings, and he's the Aladdin parrot. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he can't fly for shit with uh, Pacha. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's just a lot of really good stuff mm-hmm. like that throughout this movie. Literally everything Kronk does is... <laughs> amazing i forgot that he was the reason that they won too he just comes out of like the vow it's like who would have thought the trap door leads out here (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i guess that's it i guess that's gonna do it for the emperor's new groove next week we're gonna do a new release she dies tomorrow is directed by amy simetz stars caitlin shiel jane adams josh lucas chris messina michelle rodriguez Kate Asselton, Adam Wingard, director of The Guest. It's about what if anxiety is uh, contagious. No, and is... that sounds stressful for me. <laughs> uh, it's, it's already spreading. It's 84 minutes. Is this minutes. like it follows, but anxiety? <laughs> I think I've, I've heard people reference those movies together, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I actually, I'm looking forward to, I've always heard her first movie, uh, Sun Don't Shine is also excellent. I've never seen it. It's going to be on the Criterion channel later this year, month. So I'm looking forward to watching that. But um, yeah, we're going to review She Dies Tomorrow. So you can rent that on VOD this weekend or go to a uh, drive-in. I think it's been playing the drive-ins. Yeah, so come back for that. And until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middlebro.com. Rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. It apparently does stuff. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear, and you can find all of us on Facebook at the Middle of the Road. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. You can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of the Road. I'm Lauren Hemmer. You can find me on Twitter at Doer Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofthe Thanks for listening. Go watch She Dies Tomorrow. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row. Nació para gobernar, que como nadie deslumbrar, la realeza llegó así a su madurez. Un enigma y un misterio en la historia del imperio, quinta esencia de la perfección, él es. Es de la nación soberano, es el máximo ser humano, es el alma 